Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. We're down here for the Senior Bowl Day 2, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. And folks, there might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a newly updated website. So head on over, sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline has basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. They have it all. They've even got those Vegas casino games. It is truly your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, where the game starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Oh, wet Wednesday. Wet, yeah. Very wet Wednesday. Yeah, Yeah, it was very wet. The good news is I know we both came down rocking some white sneaks. And my sneakers are as clean as they've been in quite some time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, they, mine too. <laughs> they, they got a nice bath today sure walking around the stadium. Yep, it was uh, just rained the whole time. Nonstop. Yeah. With the exception of the 30-minute break between practices, yeah. which was the only time it stopped raining. Yeah, so uh, they play football in the rain. They practice football in the rain. That's so, true. Um, it was a different showcase opportunity, but when you think about Oh, the Kenny Pickett hand size thing, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was kind of what you wanted to see. Well, Kenny. and all the quarterbacks. Yeah, well, you know, but he's the one that didn't measure his hands, right? So right. Um, we got a chance to see that. And, you know, the Kenny's team was first, right? And you could just tell right off the bat because it was raining already. They were shortening their strokes with the, with the ball. Yes. You know, just really tightening those releases, trying to make sure it got to the targets. And so they adjusted throughout the course of the practice. But we'll be completely honest, it was a sloppy day for offense. Yes. Yeah, and, and from my perspective, and if you guys missed yesterday's episode, go back and listen, and then come back. But we have been dividing practice amongst the, st- the scouts that we have here. Uh, and my day was largely spent on the line of scrimmage, watching offensive and defensive linemen. But that is an area in which I don't have any complaints yeah. <laughs> because there were a ton of good performances in the trenches at this event. So if you're a team that needs defensive help or offensive help on the line of scrimmage, good news. We're going to talk through a lot of names today. All right, well, okay? let's, let's do that, Kyle. You said there's a lot. Trevor Penning. That's the one. Because you knew where I was going. Where's the, the one? The one that pops Trevor the most. Penning. Who's that? Offensive tackle. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we get wrapped up in this sometimes. Right. Get people aren't as privy as we are. Trevor Penning is an offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. And this is a mean MFer. You watch him during practice. He's throwing guys to the ground. They put them inside at right guard, and he railroads a guy and rides him into the ground. And uh, really chippy. You know, he's six foot six, 320 pounds, prototypical offensive tackle length. And the fact that he has been so pesky 
uh, feisty in this environment against high-level competition as a guy who played at Northern Iowa. Like, that was the only box that was remained to be checked. Like, how does your functional strength and your athleticism measure against better competition than FCS teams? And Penning, like, my goodness. he And he's Iversoning, Iversoning you against Ty Lu. It's like mossing, but Iversoning. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Do you, do you, are you privy to the 2001 NBA playoffs oh. or NBA finals with Iverson and F- Ty Lu stepping yeah. over him fully and stuff? Yeah. yeah, like he's doing that kind of stuff to guys. And like they're walking their separate ways and they're <laughs> shoving each other back and forth. I, I just love offensive linemen with an edge. Compete. Compete in everything. Yeah. And be, be a, a rude guy. Yeah. From snap to whistle, yeah. and then like an extra half second after the whistle. In and practice, for th- sure. Yeah. And that's what Penning, what, as advertised, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a top 20 pick. Ooh, love it. We, we, you know, Keith Sanchez is known as uh, Spice Sanchez because he's always got hot takes. They're spicy. Uh, but I'm going to try and match the spice Ooh. and drop a couple takes throughout okay. the course of today's episode. Kyle, letting it loose today. So... You just got through talking about how your eyes were on the trenches today. Yep. And I went in with one assignment and my assignment flipped Changed. about halfway through. <laughs> and so my scope of practice today was a really broad look at things. And so um, my takes will not be centered on one position group. But I do want to mention the guy that popped the most to me. Florida running back Damian mm. Pierce, man. This guy had himself a day. And I have Florida in my region for – the draft network and so I came in with a good understanding of this player and you can't have a conversation about Damian Pierce without starting with why on earth did they not get this guy more involved it's extremely frustrating because on the touches he did have he was extremely productive and you saw a very exciting skill set where the power uh, really shined his you know, pretty good burst for a guy of his size he's, he's a pass blocker catches the football decent and just has good vision and good feel and just his contact balance is really really exciting and so it was all about why did they not get him more involved and we leave today's practice in mobile with the same question how did this guy not get more opportunity probably a fireable offense yeah, but listen, this guy is a stud, and I thought he really popped in all three areas today. Pass protection, I mean, this guy was stonewalling guys. And then he's... Who did he finish practice against? It, they, they did a one-on-one yeah, pass pro to finish, and he... I saw that rep. Ooh, he stuck that guy. He did it all day, and then he, he caught the football well. He even had a really nice sideline catch that you just don't expect a running back to make, and he did. And then it's the confidence in how he works the line of scrimmage and and just knows how to find space. And he's got that really nice frame in terms of that power in the lower half. You can just look at him and see how he's built. And, man, just a really exciting football player that is the classic better pro than he was college player. This is a guy that deserved a lot more opportunity at Florida. Well, let's, um, let's talk about a player that I know flashed to both of us. A little bit, and that's Oklahoma defensive tackle Perry and Winfrey, Yeesh. who played it nose tackle for the Sooners. Yeah, comes into the Senior Bowl, doesn't play nose tackle, nope. and magically looks like a much more dynamic and impactful player. Probably worth mentioning that we thought he'd be a little bit light and lean, right? We, yeah. we, we were nervous about yeah. that, and he's not, right? He's got length, <laughs> dude. Let's be honest. We saw him, right? We, first night, we were upstairs. Yep, and, we had a chance to meet him. Right, we had a chance to meet him. And we were going to meet a group of players. Yes. Right? We thought he was a different player 
because of he was built like like the a different player that was much bigger in our minds. Yes. So like oh that that can't be Perry on Winfrey. Can't that can't be. And it. lo and behold, it was Perry, it was Perry on Winfrey. Winfrey. He's got length and look. It, maybe he did bulk up. But it didn't come at the expense of explosiveness. This no. guy was a damn wrecker out there today. He took over the team stuff at the yes. end of practice. Yeah. Like, all right, good luck blocking him. No, he can't. Um, and, and it's his – he's still learning the value of his hands and what they're capable of doing for him. But he, he tagged Cole Strange on a rep in which he completely tossed him. Uh, and, and then, as we said, in the team setting – uh, the presence and the opportunity in which you're not on the nose and constantly getting doubles and uh, extra attention really allowed him to showcase his athleticism. So for a player who uh, was played, I think it's reasonable to say out of position yeah. relative to yeah. his ideal role as a prospect and with his talent, uh, to come into this setting is a healthy reminder of these guys are probably, in many instances, capable of doing more than what they were asked to do at the college level because they're asked to do what the college team needs them to do to help them win football games. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kyle, our podcast today is brought to you by NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It's also a risk-free for 30 days with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Let me talk about a player that is nowhere near the size of Perion Winfrey. And for a consecutive day, we are going to mention Memphis wide receiver Calvin Austin on this podcast. You can fit this guy in your pocket but you can't cover him, right? This, this is just an impossible scenario for these corners out here to deal with Calvin Austin. And he's extremely explosive. He's a dynamic playmaker. That's easy to watch at Memphis. And I, you know, he's in my region, and so I, I came in with a good understanding of who he was. But what I've gained in terms of an appreciation for him this week was the control of his speed and the stop-start ability. His ability to cut on a dime and change directions is it's blazing quick. That separation quickness is unbelievable. Yes. And he catches the ball really well for a guy who's 5'7, 170. And he was able to run away from guys and win down the field. He had an over-the-shoulder catch today, kind of towards the sideline, uh, going to his right. I mean, he's got all the stuff you're looking for except for catch radius. And, you know, he competes well above his size, but he is small. But if you want a player that you can get going in terms of stressing defenses horizontally with some, with some jet motion, you want to get it to him quick in terms of yards after catch and creating some explosive plays that way, you want to ask him to uncover quickly and, and get the ball into his hands or just push the ball down the field with the type of speed that's going to put a lot of stress on any secondary Memphis wide receiver Calvin Austin can be that player, and he's showing that in Mobile. So, Joe. So, Kyle. What would you do if I told you Zion Johnson was snapping today? I would say versatility matters. And this is a guy who was a standout yesterday. Mm -hmm. He did very well. For Many argued he was the best offensive line performance for the national team yesterday. Now he's snapping. He was staying after practice working on his snaps. This is really exciting for his projection. Yep. When you already consider 
He's got prototypical guard size. Yeah. Right? And he's viable in a pinch to play at tackle. Yeah. Now this dude can snap. Yeah. Right? What, what's the – what's your – and I know you've obviously done the, the full deep dive assessment on Zion predictably. Yeah. What's this week do for Zion as a standout at guard and now showcasing, hey, you want to work me at center? Go, yeah. go, go ahead. I'll play in any of the five spots if you want me to. What's funny about Zion is the natural comparison is Elijah Vera Tucker, where it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. consistency. Square all the time, powerful, athletic, is you know best at guard, had a season at tackle, but you just love the technical refinement, just a really solid prospect. And you saw how the Jets valued him, right? They wanted to get him to be the left guard for Zach Wilson. Well, um, Zion Johnson can do all that stuff, but he can also play center. Right. Like, I mean, come on, right? Um, it's hard to project him to you know the top 15 or something like that, but the reality is he has a very desirable skill set, and – whether it's a team that needs offensive line help in terms of, you know, they have a missing link or it's a team with a young quarterback that needs this type of player to really glue this offensive line together, there are so many landing spots for him. You know, and so I, it's hard to sit here and promise that this is a first-round pick, but it wouldn't be surprising me if he went 15. I mean, Chris Lindstrom, right? Like that type of – Right. Th- it happens. Like these types of – And the centers that usually go that high are – Three ten plus yeah. pound players, right? So he can go. I mean, Zion can go anywhere from twelve to forty, and I wouldn't be surprised. And I would think it's a good pick <laughs> at any one of those those I landing spots. It. It's chaos season, yeah, dude. So good call on uh, Zion Johnson, one of my favorite prospects, a guard, center, tackle. Just wait until I mention Parham next. Out of Boston College. Oh my goodness. Well, let me talk about Travis Jones first. <laughs> Please do. Uh, UConn defensive tackle. I like him as an A-gap defender, Kyle, and you saw it on tape at UConn. This guy is a 3-4 nose, and there's no talent besides him on the UConn football team. He's getting doubles and triples on every single play uh, because there's no one else that you have to respect, and he still was able to remain stout, make plays, reset the line of scrimmage, and own his space. Well, now he's in Mobile, best of the best. And he's still unbothered by your attempts to double-team him, right? Like, this is a guy that's going to take on blocks and own his space. And he's got some ability to reset the line of scrimmage. And so if you're a gap-control-type defense, this is a dreamy player for the interior of your defense. And I don't mind him as a penetration-style defensive front player as a one-tech where he plays over the center in the Mm A-gaps. And he can do that as well. And I think there's a lot of versatility here. There's some explosiveness for his size and – these types of players, they're they're so important. Like when you have a one, like if you're an even front team and you have a one tech like Travis Jones, your three tech's going to play off of him extremely well. He's going to make your your entire front better. Wee woo. Okay, I'll take the wee woo. The ultimate wee woo. Jim Harbaugh has called the University of Michigan and informed them that he will be returning as the head coach in 2022. All right, well, there it is. Cross them off the list. Minnesota Vikings, Miami Dolphins. He has successfully leveraged another opportunity yeah. to do interviews and probably get a raise after. I'm not <laughs> sure how many times we can take playoffs. this seriously. Right, but, no, it's a, yeah. uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Let's literally. literally. <laughs> Isn't today Groundhog is it, Day? Is it? Today's Groundhog Day, right? Can our producer just Chris, get in Chris on that? doesn't have a mic, but he's right Chris, here. He, hey, I'm Chris. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Groundhog is Day. It, gra- it is it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you 
schmuck. Punks a tawny Phil. Thanks for the content, oh, Harbaugh, you jackass. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's talk about Dylan Parham. Six more weeks of winter, by the way. The, yeah, yeah, Punks correct. Tawny Phil. Yeah. I guess that means I got to wear my uh, flat brim hat again tomorrow with my glasses and do my Jim Harbaugh it, it, impersonation you did, again. You, you did have that. Joe yeah. leans in and goes... <laughs> I hate to tell you, is you, you look a lot like Jim Harbaugh right yeah, now. Strong Jim Harbaugh vibes right now. I gave him the face. The, yeah, anytime. He's always looking at Anytime. You could probably Google Jim Harbaugh sideline and any picture. Same. Looks like he smells a fart, but like he mouth breathed it. And looking into the sun simultaneously. Right. Yeah, it's it's like it's stinging his nostrils and <laughs> he can't see. Chris, are you good? good, football you good? Coach. He's good. good he's a great coach. he's a great football yeah. coach. All right, but he's always got this look on his face. Okay, so Chris Chris found one. He's leaning over, but we've he, seen it. We've told you it. it's every picture. They're all exactly the same. <laughs> okay, he's actually got the collage, and they all have the face. It's the same. He's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every time. Please, for your own well-being, oh stop whatever. Pause the podcast. And you had the bubble jacket on, too. Like You were Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> right, today. right. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Parham. Yeah, good player. Center Memphis. from Memphis. Guard, yeah. Guard, right. guard, center, whatever. Dude showed up at 313. We were expecting Dude, like 285. Blew that blew my mind. Joe had to walk away and collect himself. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make sense. But he's... Because I've been reserved now because right. I'm like, he's, well, two, yeah. he's a 285-pound offensive yeah. lineman. What am I supposed to do? And my, our expected, we had him in the MDM. We had him for his fringe top 100 player. Yeah. Not anymore. No. Dude's 313 and he's playing yeah. like this. Yeah. I mean, this is probably a day, firm day two selection. Wouldn't be surprised if he snuck into the back half of the, fir, uh, the second round. Um, he's moving really well. Body control is really well. And I think the most impressive thing for him, Joe, is he has added the weight and he's not negatively impacted at all. So that's always the big thing for these events. When somebody comes in in the weigh and's kind of like, oh, okay, like wasn't expecting that. He's taken the weight in stride and he's showcasing himself. He's leveraging things and he kind of has some natural leverage in his build. So I get that component of it. Uh, but Parm's another guy who through two days of practice has been uh, pretty consistent. And I've enjoyed watching him uh, and enjoyed watching him today uh, with a much closer eye. I don't mean to interrupt, guys, but I got to tell you about Masterworks. And what I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing, too. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even better, art price outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received an over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 30,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Get priority access with their game day promo. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.com slash disclaimer. A little Chris Schubert cameo. Cameo. Wow. All right. Wow. No, no even mention in the credits, but uh, thank you, Chris, for telling the fine folks about Masterworks. I want to tell the fine folks about a really good tight end that I watched today. His name is Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Kyle, I know this is a player that you're well acquainted with, and we were tipped off that he was going to really put on a show this week. And I thought 
he did that today. I didn't really see much from him on day one, but on day two, you could see that he found his rhythm. He was really winning in man coverage in terms of separating. He was catching the football. He had confident hands. And, and to me, in a situation where, again, like we talked about in the opening, the football was wet, and he was really showcasing strong, confident hands, catching it away from his frame, and he's got a lot of juice about him. He has a lot of ability to really put stress on safeties and linebackers that try to try to defend him and um, just kind of knows how to get open and catch the ball. And I'm not sure you could say anything better about a tight end, right? And he has good size. He checked in, you know, with uh, – I wouldn't call him quite Kyle Pitts, but, uh, you know, a discount Kyle Pitts-like frame. And this guy can really do some damage in the middle of the field, and that's exactly what he did today during the practices. Yeah, uh, likely has been uh, somebody who TDN scouting staff has had a soft spot for for a while as far as just how dynamic he is in projecting him to the next level. Uh, another guy who's we've kind of had a soft spot for with our, our scouting team has – been Sam Williams, yeah. uh, the pass rusher from Ole Miss, and, and he came in today as a late addition to the roster for the American team, and his first step is legit. He might have one of the best first steps here as far as just his raw ability to get off the, off the snap and really drive up the field. He, he challenged these guys with spring and dynamic explosiveness early in a lot of reps today, and you could tell he was a day fresher than everybody else because yeah. this dude came in and he was running all over the place. So uh, he showcased some, some pretty dynamic play. Um, him and Abe Ebicady, from an athletic profile perspective, I thought showcased similar capabilities as far as explosiveness and speed off the edge and uh, just keep adding these names in. You know, we've, yeah. we've talked at length about the depth of this edge group. And yeah. uh, Sam Williams, I think, had a performance today that – uh, caught my eye as I'm continuing to watch it and take inventory and a lot of performances that stood out, but uh, I'd be remiss to not include Sam Williams in this conversation. A guy that caught my eye and not necessarily a player that I was dialed into the entire practice, but there were moments where he just really popped to me, and that's a Penn State player, uh, Jesse Lakeda. Dude, yes. I mean, like, so you, you see this guy's frame, and he's just like a brick house. I mean, just a... He just, man, he's like got this density about him. Do you see him railroad Falele? Oh my God! Right, like like, like forklifted and flat. That was the like him. gasp moment of the the session, like where yes. the, like everyone's like, what, like, like what just happened? Jesse Lakeda at two hundred and sixty like, pounds just lifted Falele off the ground. What in Falele's three eighty seven? Yeah, like I didn't think that was possible. No, it is apparently. He. I mean, the speed-to-power conversion there was just unbelievable. And so I know that, I mean, you're more dialed in in terms of what he was at Penn State, but yep. like this was like a Mike linebacker over the first couple of seasons and then kind of a Sam hybrid type player this past year. And, you know, I, there is a power component. There is a an energy component to watching him that just kind of draws me in. And he's an easy player to love. Yeah. Um and he's somebody I think every team should hope that their – every fan should hope their team gets on early day three. Yeah. Um, the versatility, as you said, I, I kind of project him as a Sam hybrid linebacker type. Uh, I think his development is going to really be dependent upon how much growth he can showcase as a pass rusher, and that, that's kind of hard to get a feel for. Uh, he did play that role most prominently in 2021, but um, – 
yeah, the, he's he's played stack backer. Uh, he showed up at 261 at this event, uh, and like we were talking about with Parnum, right or Param, if you add size, how do you carry it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Luketa, he's he's all muscle, and uh, he's somebody uh, I don't know what the pass rush capabilities that he is offering right now is going to do for his glass ceiling over his draft stock. But at the very least, this is a developmental player because he's new to playing on the edge like that in a prominent majority role. And when Penn State needed him to, he still did go back and play stackbacker in yeah. 2021. Like, what yeah. kind of crazy versatility for a 245, 250-pound player is that? Get this guy in your team. He'll help yes, you. Yes, yeah. he'll find his way on the field. Yeah. Don't worry. He's going to put the work in. Any others, Kyle? Anyone else you want to shout out here? No, that, I, think I'm, I think I'm good. All right. I, I could probably keep going, but... Um, no, I know we we got you know we got two episodes coming out yeah. uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So we yeah. we got plenty of content coming. Yeah, I definitely sure recommend do. hitting subscribe on the podcast. Yeah, but I would, I would. Scientists recommend it. Yeah, it's true. It's scientifically proven. More draft dudes in your life is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, adds years onto your your life oh, expectancy. Wow. So yeah. Lock it in. Hit subscribe. Kyle Krabs, Joe Mario, and Chris Schubert. I'll put them in the credits. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Drafties podcast. Make it a good one. Listen, we got day three of practice tomorrow. Plan accordingly. We'll be here for our reactions. Happy Groundhog Day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.